Welcome to Dish of the Day with Eartha Kitten and Delta Van Dam. Today we'll be serving up a big plate of hot takes on whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Research analyst Peanut Grigio, who is currently sleeping on the job, and we hope he stays that way so that we don't have to edit out too many meows. Yes, yeah, Peanut Decant Grigio mm-hmm. disturbs my work on a daily basis. And which Hamilton character is Peanut? New quiz on Instagram after this uh, this episode gets published. Which Hamilton character is my cat? Mm-hmm. There is a right answer. And there is a very wrong answer. <laughs> we'll leave that up to you guys to decide, though. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to Dish of the Day. I'm Delta. I'm Eartha. And today, we're talking about burnout, because honestly, burnt out. And I feel like it's just a constant state of being at this point. It, yeah. I feel like I've just been burnt out on almost everything since about November. Pretty much. Yeah. I Almost for a straight year, not mm-hmm. going to lie. Like, since last March <laughs> to this March that's mm-hmm. coming up, a straight year of burnout. And I know a lot of people are in a similar situation. Let's start with an appetizer, though. You have anything you want to rant about? I feel like you should go first. Okay. Because mine is like a good cursor to yours. <laughs> so, I want to rant about the fact that... Everybody's just okay with Joe Biden and whatever the fuck's going on with him. And then Trump did the same shit and everybody was super angry. Not even the same shit. Joe is like arguably worse at this point. Mm-hmm. And no one's saying anything. Well, a couple of my friends on Facebook are saying shit, but like, what the fuck? I have nothing. It, it's unspeakable. I'm just at a loss. Mm-hmm. I'm at a loss for words. So that that's my rant, and I can't even rant about it because I'm just like, what the ever-loving fuck? Drink my coffee. My follow-up to that is white men still suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. I can't even put into words how frustrated I've been, but in the last two episodes... Told you that white men suck. Justin Timberlake is still at the very top of that list. Yep. Um, but I just don't understand how people come to have so much power and then abuse it and not even use it for good mm-hmm. and then expect us to just be like, but they're so reliable. We should just keep letting them be in charge because everything works out fine when they're in charge, right? Eye roll. Mega eye roll. The answer is no, it's not. And that's how you end up getting two people who make a podcast to scream at the sky. (laughs) We scream into the void and you sometimes listen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we scared Peanut the cat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. Go back to your research desk. You're good. Well, (laughs) he's here to make some noise. He has something to add, but we don't know what yet. So, you know. Cat translators have not been invented. Stay tuned. For cat translations. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. 
That would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to let them actually take over the podcast one day. We're just going to record them doing whatever. Just meowing. Our first live episode is just going to be the cats in, in our chairs. It's probably going to be Peanut snoring like a human. Because he fine. snores so loud. Peanut can wear one of my leopard print my leopard print onesie so they know that he's supposed to be me. <laughs> Rocco can wear the devil ears so they know that he's supposed to be you. Perfect. Even though he'll rip them right off. Stop licking my foot. What is wrong with you? You'd never do this. See, we told you you weren't going to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time for the main course. We'll try to keep this upbeat, but like we said, it's, um, it's a bit challenging. Yeah. We had a couple of responses because we put the question out there, what does burnout look and feel like to you? And I just wanted to share, I'll share um, one of them for now and what it feels like. This person said, I feel exhausted, anxious about going to bed slash getting up because it means I have to deal with whatever bullshit I'm tackling that day. Between my current job and the pandemic, it feels heavy and constant. It's definitely impacting my chronic pain levels. And I think that's a good place to start because definitely agree with that to the point where going to bed is definitely an anxious thing because I know I have to wake up the next day and do the same thing all over again. Then it'll probably yield the same stressed out results. And the only thing that I can really do to combat that is possibly create something. And I have no energy or drive to do that. It's an, it's hard enough mustering up energy to wash my dishes more than once a week. Yeah. I feel like I'm living the same week on a loop, like Groundhog Day style. I don't know if you feel similarly, but like Monday through Friday, I do the same thing every day. And then on the weekend, I get to relax, but it's the same thing every weekend. Because nothing's, well, stuff's open, but, like, I'm not going out. So, uh, just the same week, over and over and over again. And I feel you on the chronic pain, whoever said that, because, like, I don't get to go out and walk around or exercise very much. I, so my joints are all achy, and it's just, like, why? I just want sunshine so I can at least go outside, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I used to just go to the mall to walk around, but then lots of people started coming to the mall mm-hmm. and, like, not wearing masks. So, I stopped. Yeah. I, I'm i definitely feeling you on the living the same day aspect. Mm-hmm. I wake up. I go to work. I go back home. I might make myself dinner. Um... And then I go to bed and then I wake up and do the same thing. And then on the weekends, for me, it's even more because I live alone. So I'm just looking at everything that's piled up during the week. And I'm like, how did my apartment get this messy? I guess I have to clean it. So then I'm cleaning every single weekend. And then this week I tried something different where I'm like, why don't you clean one area per evening? And by Wednesday, I was like, I hate this. I'm actually going to get takeout and sit on my couch today and we'll deal with the consequences later. Um, yeah, takeout is a good distractor. <laughs> it And it's so hard because for me, there's always this thin line between what's burnout and what's a depressive episode. Mm-hmm. And burnout for me, always the big factor is when I start to really resent my job. Because I don't hate my job. My job is one of the few things that's kept me afloat because at least it's a little bit different every day. But at this point, like, 
I can't take the girls outside. I can't, we can't go on walks. We went on walks this week and that was like amazing. I think we all just kind of were quiet while we were walking and nobody said anything. And we're just like, oh, outside. God, we're not in the house anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's really hard because everything that feels like burnout to me feels like a depressive episode, except for when I'm like, ah don't want to go to work and I can't believe I have to fucking work today and it's so fucking stupid and fuck capitalism and blah 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 and I'm like maybe capitalism. maybe you should you know take a break <laughs> it's okay to ask for two or three days off so you can just relax for a second um, if it was a depressive episode it'd be everything sucks I'm not answering my phone I'm just gonna sit on this couch and eat three bowls of rice accurate mm-hmm. accurate I feel you like I hate my job, and I am ten times as resentful now as I normally am because of burnout. So that that's actually, I had a revelation when you said that. I'm like, ah, yes, mm-hmm. burnout, fun. Yes, it's when, because I think both of us can say, like, we're pretty good at our jobs. Even yeah. when we don't like them, we're still good at it. We're still able to be productive, and so... When I start to feel like I could care less if that falls apart, then that part of me is like something else is going on here. Because as much as I can get upset with my day-to-day stuff, it's never an overarching feeling of I don't want to do this anymore. Um, But when it does get that way, that's when I know, okay, so I'm burnt out. I need to figure out the source of this burnout Obviously, the easiest thing would be go on vacation and get a change of scenery, breathe new life into your life. Well, we can't do that because we're living in the middle of the Panama Canal. So. I still love that. (laughs) It's a Panama Canal outside and I can't change my surroundings because I might bring COVID into them. Fuck. Panama Canal. (laughs) That's a lot of people's coping mechanism is to just call the pandemic something that starts with either the pan sound or a P letter. Like I called it a Ponderosa on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I've called it a Ponderosa, a Panama Canal. I had a friend who called it a pomegranate. That was one of my favorites. I like it. So if you're feeling burnt out, just call the pandemic something else. And maybe it'll make you laugh. Maybe it'll make you cry. But it helps. Call it a palm tree. It displaces the anger, at least. For a little while. For a moment. Mm -hmm. A brief respite in the dark, dark sea that is the Ponderosa. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you're burnt out? Because me... The only thing I can ever think to do is fucking soak in a scalding hot bath with, like, 10 pounds of Epsom salt and a book to distract me from my problems or clips of Grey's Anatomy that they somehow upload on Facebook and don't get in trouble. I, lately, my way of dealing with burnout is, one, being very open with the people that I work with and being like, hey, I'm really exhausted and burnt out and I don't have anything left. And luckily, the people I work for are very understanding and they're like, yep, we get it. Mental health is important. Um, You take all the time you need. Please come back and (laughs) we'll see. And then usually, honestly, because I can't get away, I can't like go anywhere. My way of dealing with it lately has been just laying on the couch, opening the windows and just soaking in as much sunshine as I can and if that doesn't work I usually have to take a shower I have to really just zone out for a little while and I've tried like books I've tried to cue up a bunch of movies I've tried edibles 
The only thing that really works is just laying on the couch and not doing anything. Yeah. Which, you know, again, brings up the point, like, is this a depressive episode? But no. And for me, I know that it's not because usually by the end of whatever time has passed, I'm ready to, like, go back to my life. If it was a depressive episode, I'd be like, this could be my life forever. This is fine. Um, so I just lay on my couch and zone out because what I used to do was I would just find somewhere else to go. I would go visit family in another state. I'd go stay by the beach for a couple of days, something like that. Now it's just find peace within your home. So at least that doesn't burn you out. Cause I do get burnt out just looking at my apartment every single day and being yeah. like, this is like you said in a previous episode, this house is a prison. <laughs> I legitimately felt that this week, though. This week I had to go back to work, Mm -hmm. um, which I haven't had to go back in person for, like, I want to say two months now. And I thought I would hate it, but I got there in my own little office area. I felt safe Mm -hmm. because nobody bothers me because I'm in a corner of the building where nobody can talk to me, and I love it. Nice. And I came back home, and I'm like, wow, I don't resent the ever-living fuck out of everything I see right now. Yeah. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Change of scenery is nice. Also, yeah. Stardew Valley. Have you heard of Stardew Valley? No. It's a farming simulator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like Animal Crossing. Kind of like Animal Crossing. Ex- no, I don't have video games. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you you quit your day job and you move on to a farm and you start growing things and raising animals, but now it's multiplayer. So me and Tyler have our dream uh, polyamorous commune farm <laughs> that's self-sustaining, and it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. This I, is how I, you push the poly agenda. It is, yeah. <laughs> I married Shane in Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. and I also have my fiancé, whose name is Rob Boss, not Bob Ross. Rob Boss. <laughs> oh, okay. See, this is, yeah, you disappear into creativity. Exactly. Um, another answer we got was, it looks like me being unable to get out of bed or function for a few days. Thankfully, my boyfriend kept me fed and nurtured until I was ready to reemerge. Talking about it with someone else that understood and empathized helped, too. We were both feeling the same way, so we made plans to physically get together for a drink at a local watering hole. And though risky, it was exactly what both of us needed to become functioning humans again. We went early to beat the crowds and left before it got uncomfortably busy. For me, real human connection seems to help the most. I relate to this so much because my I have two major love languages and their physical touch and quality time and those are the two things that covid literally took away they're like these are the most dangerous things you could do is spend elongated times with people unmasked like it's normal and also touch each other yeah so for me it has been a year of just longing for that and not having this end to it that's another thing that really contributed to my burnout was that when is this going to be over so i can hug my friends so i can spend hours with my friends just being stupid and like hanging out and drinking and talking and catching up with each other and there because there's no end in sight plus my every day is the same it just keeps going at this rate where about every six months I'm like I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. I need something to change 
which is another reason why me just laying on my couch is fine because I literally just sit there and hug like my moosh moosh that stuffed <laughs> animal thing that I have. I love it. And I just stare at this, but I'm like, this is my quality time. I got to spend quality time with myself and I don't, I want to be able to spend like tender quality time with myself and just lay here and be and exist and not have to keep churning out results in a world where nothing comes as a prize anymore. There is no end to me making money and paying my rent. Like I have this apartment that I got for myself and I can't entertain people. And that's what I wanted to do when I got it. I have this job that I love and I wish I could like take the girls more places and show them the world and I can't because it's not safe so there's because there's no end in sight and no human connection again this house is a prison it's a prison yeah burnout it's fucking real Mm -hmm. do you feel like having a partner through all of this helps sometimes can it contribute can it do you, you know, are you appreciative of the fact that you have somebody that you can talk to who does know you so intimately? Or are you also longing for maybe, like, connection with other people? It it helps and it hurts because the good thing that's come out of all of this is I know that me and Tyler can deal with anything because, like, at the beginning of our relationship, we had the unique thing of I'm going through a breakup while I'm with him because we're poly and I knew we were strong from that but like honestly this pandemic we've gotten sick of each other a couple of times but we still managed to come back from it and spend quality time together Mm -hmm. so it helps a lot and then there are weeks where you're like I can't stand you right now Mm -hmm. I need space I need other people and it's cyclical so Yes, it helps, but also it really puts a strain on a relationship sometimes Mm -hmm. because when you're stuck in a house together and, like, what are you going to do? Just, like, go on opposite ends of the house and do nothing apart or do nothing next to each other? You get get tired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can speak because we were all in here and we crammed in here. We all would get to points where it's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I can't. Like, I would just be in my room, like, I'm going to scream. Yeah. If they're all quiet. (laughs) If I get one moment's peace in this house, I'm just gonna scream. (laughs) And they're gonna be like, what's wrong? Everything. It was bad because, like, four people in a house isn't a lot when everybody has jobs and shit to go to. In January and February, we We didn't even notice it because I was going places, you were doing shows, like, everybody was working out of the house, Mm -hmm. and then all of that stopped, and it was like... We're trapped in here together. The first, well, when we thought it was going to be three weeks, it was like, we're going to make this amazing, Mm -hmm. and, like, we were cooking and watching stupid TV And even when it started to go on and on, like, as much as we were, like, I feel, like, I've said this before, I feel like I was just high all of April, and that was when I was just eating, like, pints of ice cream sitting on the couch with you guys, like, I want to watch a fucking musical or something, (laughs) like, 
that's pretty much what it was. And then the summer came, and I feel like summer was all of our breaking points. It killed us. Like, yeah. each month was a different person. Like, I'm going to have a breakdown that lasts 30 days, and you're going to fucking deal with it. Because what are you going to do? You can't kick me out. You can't leave. <laughs> right. We can't leave. We're here. <laughs> it was honestly like that. And I feel like that was like, it's almost like watching the real world, mm-hmm. but it's only four of us and not seven. And we're all just like... Now I understand Big Brother better. That fucking TV show. No wonder they go fucking insane. My trapped mom in a house. Loved Big Brother. And yeah. My grandma did. She would watch it and she knew how to play the game. She's like, we got to form an alliance. And I was just like, and what was crazy is that it's not like any of us were having like big blow ups with each other. Every mm-hmm. It's just we could tell like this is driving us nuts. And I feel like twice I was like, I'm going to go stay at my dad's house for a week. Just to get out. And I don't blame I'm, you. You know, I'm going to be safe and I'm going to get tested before I come back. But I I, I have somewhere to go. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, just to preserve the, the flow of this house and my sanity, I'm going to go. No, yeah, I feel you. If, if my family were closer, I would have done the same thing. Because normally... If I have that much time off, I go down south. Like, mm-hmm. I go and see my family and hang out. Now I haven't seen them in, like, two years. Mm-hmm. And that escapism is really important, and I had nothing when we were all crammed in here. It's mm-hmm. a little better because thank you for letting me take over your room. Because <laughs> now I have, like, a creative space where I can edit podcasts and work and play yeah. video games. But mm-hmm. when I was sharing a room with Tyler and then going into the living room and Tyler was there... And then going into the kitchen and Gage and you were in there, it was just like, scream. Ugh. Yeah. Helps to have space. It definitely does. Um, this last one I'm going to read comes from a fellow performer, and I thought it was interesting. We should probably touch on what burlesque burnout oh, felt like. yeah. Because this was pretty much, this spoke to me and like the creative burnout. For me, burnout is wanting to do the thing, but not wanting to do the thing. It's getting up early, going out to buy all the things, to make my thing, then putting it all in a box and looking at all the shiny purchased parts with no motivation to put the thing together. It's buying more parts, thinking it will make me want to do the thing. Then nothing happens. Then feeling disgusted by the amount of time and resources sitting in a box. Did you get this out of my diary or something? (laughs) I literally have my whole blue act costume and like 10,000 appliques and new rhinestones for it. And Mm. I've done nothing. I've done nothing. I've bought the rhinestones to start completely stoning my corset, which Delta put the zipper in. Thank you. And that was my plan is I'm going to just work on this corset until my fingers bleed. And hopefully by then, maybe the world will open up. Maybe if I finish it by summer, I'll have somewhere to wear it. But there's also so many other things I need to work on. And every time I go to buy the stuff, I'm like, eh, what's the point? Why rush? Or my big thing is I need to rehearse. I really need to rehearse. And every time I like go in my room or go in my like burlesque room to like actually move I just end up sitting on my yoga mat in child's pose for like 20 minutes and I'm just like sitting there trying not to cry because I'm like what is the point why am I trying to do this because it'll make your art better but why and why does it take me making my art better to go why can't it just be good exactly (laughs) and I remember last year last year not last year 
2019, I have to remember that. 2019, I remember being burnt out and I had to cancel a show appearance and I had never done that before. And I just laid in bed the whole day. It was like half a panic attack, but also I just was burnt out. I was like, I can't fucking perform for the same goddamn people for the 16th week in a row. Yeah. I can't do this. And... You know, this is a fair argument that people would have. They would say to me, well, it's not, well, you could be worse. It could be you're not getting booked. Yeah, but also my pain is real and I'm fucking tired and I'm like, I can't churn out this act anymore and I can't sit here and pretend like it's not bothering me. And luckily I'm surrounded by people who checked in and said, it's okay. Things happen. We get it. Like the producer wasn't mad, but I was so disappointed that it had gotten to that point. And I had said, if it ever gets that bad again, I'm going to get ahead of it. Like, I'm just going to block out time and not work for like three weeks at a time. Just take, if I, if I was as busy as I was, I wasn't going to say yes to everything. And then COVID happened. It's like, well, you don't have to worry about that. There because you you All know, the time in the world. You have, you can sleep and you can eat and then you can sleep and then you can eat and then you can choose to eat in your sleep. <laughs> Accurate. Mm-hmm. Man, I was burnt out on burlesque before COVID. I feel you too. Like, mm-hmm. I, it got to this point where every other show was like, we need you to make a new act. And then I would have like four weeks to make an act that I wouldn't be 100% happy with. Mm-hmm. And I'd perform it and I would hate myself because it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I would spend a week pouting. And then I'd have to come up with a new act or something. Like, oh, I hate I hate churning out acts that I'm not 100% okay with. It's, I always think of this Beyonce interview. And she said in the interview, she's talking about music, but it can be applied to so many aspects of creating where she was like, people don't make full albums anymore. And I think for someone like you and me, where we are so engrossed in like the performing arts world, if it's not a fully realized concept, Mm -hmm. then to us, it's just trash. Exactly. There's nothing, there's no growth. There's nothing we can learn from doing it on stage as garbage. We just, nope. Throw it away. (laughs) Fuck it. I never want to do it again. But what the time off has taught me is that what you do see is that if you have this number that's like 50% there, what you can do is take it and rehearse with it performing. Mm-hmm. And that's eventually what I was planning to do with my history number is I was going to, I was like, okay, we're going to stop churning out these numbers that don't have anything for these theme shows because you don't need to do that. You can make this fit the theme of more shows and just work on it that way. Um, But yeah, she said people don't make albums anymore. They put out singles and then when that burns out, they put another one. And that was my problem for a long time and I knew it, but I couldn't stop because I'm like, I can't do my history number in, let's say, a fucking nerdlesque show. Even though my, 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 it's from a TV show and it's a musical. That's the nerdiest thing I can think of, but it doesn't, but people want like, superheroes comic book characters movies that are really big things like that so yeah i get that where it's just the turnaround and then the payoff isn't that great so yeah that definitely can contribute to creative burnout is just if you're putting things out there all the time and then what you're getting back is an empty feeling it's like i don't want to share my art with the world and not feel like i've done something because it's mine first, and then everybody just soaks it all up. But then it's like, what are you left with? Once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I've been trying to focus on just my blue act. I have a song picked out. I have most of the costume. Choreography is what drains me. Mm -hmm. I hate doing choreography because, like, I was a dancer and, like, I'm not saying I was a pro or anything, but I was pretty damn good at, like, Romany folk dance. Mm -hmm. But I always had the choreography taught to me by Mm -hmm. somebody else. And so to sit there and try to come up with choreography on my own with, like, some reference material, mm-hmm. but like not, I, I'm not gonna steal somebody's choreography with folk dance. It's formulaic; you mm-hmm. have to steal it. But it's just like, what the fuck do I do? What do I do with my hands? Mm-hmm. Like it breaks me down, man. Yeah, I also get burnt out on my songs because I listen to them so much constantly. On I'm loop, always yeah. listening to my songs, and like one of the biggest compliments I got when I was performing was that I always hit like little points in the music that people don't always hear, but when they see me move to it, they see it. Mm. And that was really great. That was like one of the best compliments I got, but it also comes from listening to my song. And by the time I, usually by the time I perform something, I'm so burnt out on the song that I'm just like, I don't want to fucking hear this song. Please let me do improv burlesque so I don't have to hear the music all the time. That's why I like dancing to live bands. I would never get burnt out on dancing to live bands because you just take all the moves you know Mm -hmm. and you just kind of mush them together and entertain people. That was one of my goals for last year, for 2020, was I was like, I really want to perform with a live band. I think I have enough in my arsenal to do that and... Obviously, it didn't happen. I was really close at the end of 2019, and then that show changed. But, yeah, I really want to perform with live band, and I want to do more, like, improv burlesque, where it's like you know the songs, but you don't know which one the audience picks for you. I really want to do something like that, just to, like, shake it up a little bit. Right. Um, And, yeah, I think I'm at the point now where I am kind of burnt out on the whole like virtual platform Uh, it's so daunting to me and not even performing just watching them can be kind of a train wreck for me like a lot of times when shows debut like the night they debut I don't think I've watched a show the night it debuts since Burley Picks back in April Mm -hmm. that was the last one I like got dressed up for watch no I did with Tease a Go-Go in May too but even that I was just like this It's not the same and I just I miss being able to go out and like experience it and being like you had to be there type moment and like yeah Um, and I just and every time I feel like there's always 50 million shows that I want to watch and they're all on the same day and like half of them like one will be on zoom one is on demand but you have to pay for both of them and then you have to decide which one you watch and setting aside time and my time on the weekends is very valuable. Like, exactly. if I want to rest, I'm going to rest. So it's hard to, like, set aside that time and be like, I have to watch this show because it'll be gone in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But my best time to watch shows is when I'm at work on my break. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, I'm it, the whole I realize that this is how it's going to be for a while. And also, I'm just so burnt out on it because it is so nerve-wracking and then I miss something and I can't support people and I feel bad and I'm like if this was real life I would have like cleared my schedule to be able to come to this but I can't my brain can't do that with the computer I'm like if I get to it I'll get to it if not I won't and I feel bad saying that but it is one of those things where I'm just so like anxious filled trying to watch every single show 
that I'm just like, can we just chill on this for a second? Yeah. Can we just leave the shows up for like two weeks and then I'll get to it? That would be ideal. I know a couple of shows that have done that or they'll bring it back. They'll tell you like, we'll bring it back for this month, but I just, please help me. Yeah. Don't help me, but But in my brain, I'm like, (laughs) help me. Just send me the link and keep it open for like the next five days. I'll get to it. I promise. I'll stop watching Catfish at some point. (laughs) Never stop watching Catfish. I had to. These episodes are getting real crazy. I haven't experienced Catfish burnout yet, but I'm I'm close. (laughs) The season that I'm on is just everybody is queer and in the closet and catfishing people because they're not ready to come out. And I'm like, well, I feel like going on a TV show probably wasn't the best choice. Not a good one. But I digress. <laughs> You're going to get me into the catfish conspiracy. I mean, just join already. <laughs> when I'm done with catfish and you're done with Teen Mom, we just switch. There we go. <laughs> we'll review it and like, oh, we should do like scavenger hunt boxes with little letters for every time you get to a weird episode. <laughs> and you can read it out like, shit's about to get crazy. Okay, what the fuck am I going to watch? Right. I'll just leave you like, yeah, that would be, I mean, that's one way to switch things up. Leave letters to your friends that are binging TV shows that you know about and leave cryptic messages. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the murder mystery that we solved when you moved in here. Oh, that was fun, though. We should get another one of those. We should. They're only like 25 bucks. We should get another one and actually make the crawfish dip. Crawfish dip? Crawfish dip! Crawfish dip! We solved a murder mystery box and crawfish dip was a huge factor in it. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. That's one of the like burly bunker because <laughs> we'll just randomly message each other. Crawfish dip! Crawfish dip! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love it. New Orleans themed murder mystery. Hey, I'm all for it because I definitely was trying to go to New Orleans for my birthday last year. Dude, we want to go to New Orleans too. Let's do a trip. I am all for it. So... Yeah, if you're in New Orleans and listening to this, we're going to come next year when it's not dangerous. When it's, yeah, safe. We're not going to be those people who came from Mardi Gras and the city was like, there is no Mardi Gras. What are you talking about? Go the fuck home. Oh, I love the little house floats, though. Those were cute. Okay, but did you see the article where this preschool put on a Mardi Gras parade? No. Oh, it was the cutest thing. So it's this. So this preschool is next to a senior care facility and it's all these little kids in these little tykes cars like Aww. pushing the cars dressed up in like masks and beads and tutus and they had a trumpeter at the beginning just like playing the trumpet going around the nursing oh home outside. It was so, oh, I sent it to the people I work for and I was like, this would be me if I lived in New Orleans. I'd be like, let's go! Mighty Gras Parade. Oh my god, that's so cute. I'll have to show you a picture when we're done. It's, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it was definitely like, I saw it last night and I was like, drunk and high and I was just like, oh my god, this is the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Let's do a Mardi Gras Parade down the street with Yelda and Rocco. Oh my gosh. And their stroller. They have a bright pink stroller. We can put, well, we can put clothes on Peanut. Peanut will let us dress him. Rocco's like, you better get the fuck away from me with Don't that bullshit. Me. Don't even put a blanket on me that I didn't ask for. Peanut woke me up the other day and just had his little biker vest on. And I'm like, who the fuck put the biker vest on you? And it scared me awake. I'm like, what? He put it on. Like, does this make you happy? Wake up now. Pay mm-hmm. attention to me. I look pretty. I put clothes on. I got in a drag for you. <laughs> little, little denim biker vest cat. It's so cute, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
And I walked downstairs and he had abandoned it. So how he got it off, I don't know. <laughs> Rocco took it off and took the shit off right now. Get off. Oh, kitties. Mm-hmm. What else? I'm, I'm just burnt out on computers in general. I don't know if you feel me. <laughs> virtual meetings, mm-hmm. virtual hangouts. I spend all day on Facebook torturing myself incessantly. The, the screen burnout is definitely real. Yeah. I'm so sick of looking at my phone, but also there's that that pull of like, what if I miss something? Exactly. I'm still stuck in March slash April of last year where it was like, I can't be off my phone because what if I miss something? Mm-hmm. What if I miss something really important? And then the fucking election happened and it brought it all back because it's like, yeah. you got to stay near your phone to see who's going to be the president. It's uh, like, we know, but can we just announce it, please? That was the worst. Dear Mr. Nevada, the, your fellow country would like to know how you'll be voting. And Nevada just said, it's quiet uptown. <laughs> We're going to get sued again. We are, but you know what? We got B-dubs money coming. Well, so any, any day now, B-dubs is going to be like, we've heard... There's been at least five people who mentioned this podcast. <laughs> we are going to give you your money. Please. When we get our B-dubs money, just you wait. Then we can take Lynn manuels lawsuit. We'll be like, you you can pay us to sing your music, damn it. <laughs> Let's just come on our podcast and you can sing it for us and we can't get sued. I mean, if we're going to get anyone from the Hamilton cast, I mean, at least we don't have Hamilton burnout. I'm pretty yes. sure there's some people that do. But if we're going to get anyone from the Hamilton cast, it's going to be David Diggs. Okay, yes, yes. I approve. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love him. Yes, it's hard not to. He has definitely uh, warmed a cold night for me <laughs> a couple of times. Just like, you know, David Diggs exists, and that's going to get me through this. Hey, David, call us. Please. Get on here. You can come rap. We like rap, unlike uh, whoever it was on fucking uh, NPR interviewing you guys and said, I wanted you to sing. And Debbie Diggs has to be like, you know, rap is music, right? <laughs> you need to, he's, he's like, let go of your classes privilege a little bit. Like, oh my God. Me. Amen. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. Amen. Mm-hmm. This brings me to a topic and I feel like the, the listeners deserve to know about the creation of club quarantine and how that was the direct <laughs> result of burnout. <laughs> oh man, club quarantine. I miss club quarantine. Honestly. I do too. I miss the days when club quarantine was just like a snap away. Like, you mm. want to do club quarantine this weekend? Let's do it. Club quarantine. It was honestly So I think the first club quarantine was my birthday, but we had been thinking about it for a while. We were like, we should just turn the garage into like a nightclub venue type thing. Mm -hmm. And then right around, I think right before my birthday, our governor announced that you could have like small meetings of 10 people. And Mm -hmm. we still didn't have people inside. We just had them come to the garage. But it was me, Tyler... Delta and Veronica and we put like you all bought a fire pit mm-hmm. and we made this sign that said club quarantine and With, like the biohazard symbol and gold glitter <laughs> yes and gold glitter and we had there was a dresser in the garage so we turned that into a bar mm-hmm. and we would like have like house drinks Tyler always made the drinks made a really pretty drink for my birthday and we would just get dressed up and go sit outside in my garage. <laughs> in the garage and pretend like we were at like the most exclusive club ever. And it was really, yeah, it was really nice. It definitely helped ease <laughs> the summer that, because the one, we had mine 
right before uh, George Floyd was murdered. Mm -hmm. And then everything after that kind of had this feeling of we need to get out of this sad space. Because if we stay here, we'll never leave this house. Yeah. So we did that. We did a pool party. The pool party was hilarious. We all just got (laughs) kiddie pools, which none of us fit in, really. I fit in mine. You did fit in yours. You got the biggest one. I had a watermelon one. It was very cute. But when we had it, my car broke down. So I was (laughs) depressed as fuck. Yeah. Just sitting in this pool of water, chugging beers and eating Chinese food. Oh, and we had those popsicles, the alcoholic popsicles, too. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Those were so fun. I would like, yeah, I forgot about those. And then we had like, I do, I think we did water balloons too. Mm-hmm. And we bought that palm tree that like shoots, shoots out water. water. <laughs> that we didn't have on for a while. And we had it right near mine. And I was like, get it away. <laughs> yeah, we were all just, my neighbors probably think we were nuts. But we were just sitting in kiddie pools in my driveway listening to like, 2000 summer bops. Oh, yeah. We listened to Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Yeah. And every club quarantine, we had like a Britney Spears like power half hour. Mm-hmm. It was just straight Britney, just Britney Spears. Spears. It was always like toxic and then hit me baby one more time and all this stuff. But yeah. And then we had Goth Night, Goth Night where I did a live drunk reading of a chapter of Twilight. <laughs> Uh, our parties are amazing. <laughs> I miss them. I honestly do. Like, this weather kind of makes me really want club quarantine back, but I'm like, it's just a phase because it's fucking Michigan. It's going to be winter another, again. I mean, that's another thing that burns me out is fucking winter. I don't know why I still live here because I'm so sick of winter by January. By mid-January, I'm like, I hate all of this. Yeah. None of the snow is cute. None of the winter, like, oh, we can go ice skating. Don't know how to skate. So I don't want to do that. Oh, you can sit outside and have hot chocolate on your porch and be cold. No, thanks. I'll sit inside and have hot chocolate. Why would I want to do that? It's (laughs) like, there's nothing to do. And it's just the same thing. And it's gray. And the days are so short that by the time you get home, you're like, productivity? No, thank you. Sleeping on the couch? Yes. I miss the South during the winter, which is saying something. Because, like, I love the place. Mm -hmm. Hate the people sometimes. Yeah. But, like, I really miss the South during the winter. Mm -hmm. Because right now, normally, now they just got a lot of snow because of the craziness. But normally it's kind of starting to warm up now. And you can be outside with, like, a light jacket. And it's Mm -hmm. nice. And then it just gets warmer and warmer and warmer. Everybody who I follow on Instagram that lives in California is really, like giving me like ads to like move mm-hmm. because they're all like I'm going roller skating on the boardwalk today oh or my God. like this one I was watching this one performer's Instagram live and they were like it's 90 degrees outside oh my that God. was just like why don't you just rub it the fuck in <laughs> and just make me hate where I've lived my entire life even more it's like, I love Michigan in the winter. I love it in the fall, but thi- not winter. I love Michigan in the summer and I love it in the fall. This particular time is the time where I'm like, why do you still live here? Because it's this for most of the year. So why? This is insanity. You think there's going to be a different? You think it's just going to be warm somehow? I'm like, no, that's not how it works. So yeah, I have my eye. That's another thing. I definitely, we can do a whole other episode on how much Michigan burnout I have. Like, I love it here, but also I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. Honestly, the best decision I ever had was moving away from my hometown. Mm-hmm. And I did that super spontaneously. Don't recommend that part. <laughs> but 
at this point. I mean, that's the thing. I had the chance to do it maybe like four years ago, mm-hmm. and I should have done it. Like, every time I think about it, I'm like, that was the time to do it because I was still young. I could have worked anywhere. I wasn't really, like, taking my career super seriously at that point. So I could have gone and done, and I had a bunch of people that already lived there. And when I visited, they all said, like, so are you going to move here? You're going to move here, aren't you? And I was like, I'm thinking about it. And I was like, I'm just going to save my money for a year. And now looking back, it's like, obviously don't move someplace if you don't have money Mm -hmm. but also I know now that I know me and I know myself and I know my work ethic is more than most people I'm like you could have got a job pretty easily out there like because I'm willing to do so much I'm like yeah you could have survived you probably would still be out there if you had moved but Mm -hmm. everybody moved away and I was like well I'm not gonna do it now (laughs) so I still think about it but it's either gonna be out west or down south I'm like just send me somewhere where it maybe snows for two weeks. That's fine. I can take two weeks worth of snow. That's it. Tennessee. That's your place. I'm like, eh. Knoxville just got voted the second coolest place to live under Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo? What? Yeah. Yeah. It was like based on coolness, which I don't know how you rate city coolness, but also uh, affordability. I... Kalamazoo to me is just a college town, so I don't understand. Knoxville too. Yeah, I guess that attracts people because, but like now, I'm like usually it's the nightlife and the food, and who's going out and eating food? (laughs) A lot of people in Tennessee, but like in Michigan, I'm like you can only eat outside like four months out of the year, and then now they're popping up all these tents and stuff, igloo things. Like this is still unsafe, but whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, if you have anywhere where you think I should move, where I can only experience winter during the week of Christmas and New Year's, let me know. <laughs> That's the only time I like it. I'm like, ah, yes, snow, go away. Now you as can soon leave. as the ball drops on New Year's Eve, I'm like, is the snow gone, though? Oh, man, yeah, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I'm just used to rain, like cold rain, maybe sleet. That's it. See, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of rain. I know everybody's like, I wish it would rain so I could, like, relax. I can sleep through rain. Thunderstorms, however, I hate them. Oh, I love thunderstorms. I hate thunderstorms because I just remember being young and it's shaking the whole house and giving me, like, great images make me so uncomfortable. So now if I wake up in the middle of a thunderstorm outside, I'm just like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not sleeping because if I hear one rattle of thunder, it's like, and there goes your heart. I'm like a dog. I just hate them. (laughs) See, we would go sit out on the porch. Mm. Like every time it thunderstormed, inevitably our power would go out. So we'd grab a jug of sweet tea and go sit on rocking chairs on the porch and just watch it downpour this is exactly what people think life in the south is you're not helping (laughs) i know i don't help the stereotypes grab a jug of sweet tea and go sit on rocking chairs on the porch and watch a thunderstorm (laughs) i mean this is exactly what people think the south (laughs) it's accurate sometimes oh gosh i'm not gonna talk about the people that shower in thunderstorms okay that's (laughs) Now you've gone too far. They do. That's quite enough. (laughs) People go outside with their shampoo and conditioner and just... I'm glad you left that life. <laughs> oh, it's a little barbaric. Do sometimes. they take, do they, but do they use washcloths? Because, you know. No. The white, big, the, white people don't use washcloths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but 
That's exactly what I was going to say. Remember last summer when we found out white people don't use washcloths <laughs> and they don't wash their legs? See. It wasn't even last summer. I think it was a little bit before that. But it was like that revelation of like, y'all out here not washing, scrubbing your legs. <laughs> Pretty much. It's funny because like most of my childhood, because my parents worked like three jobs each, mm-hmm. I spent um, at what I like to think of as my foster mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. And my foster dad was black, and I showered over there a lot, and he's like, why don't you have a washcloth? And I'm like, washcloth? And he'd give me a washcloth, and I'm like, okay, washcloth. And now I use them, and then nobody else does. This is a problem. It's a big problem. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong? Why can't you just scrub? Listen. Scrub yourself. People think that if they shampoo their hair, the soap from that travels and then you're clean. It's not true. Or you take the bar of soap because soap is always clean and you just rub it on your body. Oh my God, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I hate I mean, that. They've, they've delved into this on a lot of podcasts, but you know. Use a washcloth. <laughs> Do whatever you want, but just be clean. Yeah. Like, I'm done telling people how to, how to like... I'm done telling people how to take care of themselves. You got to do what works for you. But in my household, you will use a washcloth. Because if I found out you put my soap on your bare body, I'm sending it home with you. Be like, this is yours now. (laughs) Take that. You you know, nope, this is yours. It's okay. I have more. I stockpile these things and you can just have it. (laughs) I don't want it. You're good. Take it. We can just move right along. Get out of my house. Go away. I'm a diva about it, though. I have to use a new washcloth every single time. My grandma would kill me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm kind of like that, too. Um, Yeah, I pretty much do the same thing. Because it's just, you know, bacteria and stuff. Yeah, it's like it Mm -hmm. it sits there. You've used it all over your body. Like, come on. If you used it properly, it contains all the dirt that was on your body. Right. And then you're just going to let it dry and it's fine? No. No. Use a new one. Mm-mm. I'm a germaphobe, though. So. I mean, yeah. Oh, goodness. Use a washcloth, PSA. Do we have a dessert for this week a after dessert. washcloth talk? <laughs> this has been washcloth talk with Delta. <laughs> it's a podcast within a podcast. Right. This is our segment called washcloth talk. We both use them. Then every single guest will be asked, do you <laughs> use a washcloth? <laughs> Why or why not? If you say no, it's a 30-minute lecture about why you should. (laughs) Exhibit A, PowerPoint. (laughs) We need a PowerPoint. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of a sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just video games right now. Video games are are helping me escape, especially Stardew Valley, because in Stardew Valley, you can cook little meals, Mm. and there's like 100 little meals that you can cook, and you collect the ingredients, you get cheese from your cows, and it's so wholesome and nice, Mm -hmm. and I need to collect all the recipes, but definitely Stardew Valley. All right. Mine has been the weather. We've had extremely nice weather this past week here in Michigan. It's been like upper 40s. Today it was up to 53, which was just amazing. Beautiful. Um, So, yeah, it's been nice to get outside and feel the sun on my body Mm -hmm. and not feel like I'm just wasting my days inside of a house that I've been inside since (laughs) March of last year. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it and um yeah i can't think of anything else really i had some decent meals this week i'm trying to think of what was the really good meal that i had this week 
I oh I made this Hello Fresh that's like a silky Sicilian pasta, but it's Ooh. vegetarian. Um, it was really good. It was just mushrooms, zucchini, obviously, because it's HelloFresh, and tomatoes, and penne noodles, and then, like, a creamy tomato sauce. Yum. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was definitely, and it was, like, the night, I feel like, oh, it was the night that I was, like, PMSing really bad, so I was like, yes, comfort food, pasta, Mm -hmm. unlimited pasta is my, is my go-to, um, but not from Olive Garden. We'll get into that <laughs> to another episode. Hey, um, Olive Garden, don't call us. Nope. I'm good. I think I'm my good. meal, my meal is probably mushroom quesadillas. Ooh, They've okay. been sending them a lot in every plate. Mm-hmm. Mushroom quesadillas are fucking baller. Yeah. I've never had just mushrooms and cheese and peppers, but oh my God, mm-hmm. so good. I love mushrooms. I could eat them and I like will add them to certain HelloFresh meals just to amp it up a little bit more. So, yeah, you get no no argument there. Mm, mushrooms. Yeah. Can we be sponsored by mushrooms? I mean, is there a company? Just called <laughs> mushrooms. We're going to get sponsored by someone with a shroom business, maybe. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Call us. Which I'm like, yeah, yeah, have fun with that. I'll definitely just be like, here you go, you can have these. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like, yeah, the weather has been definitely a sweet spot and good meals. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like this week we both have had kind of like this looming thing of like some things have happened and we're both just like, done. Okay, (laughs) this is happening. This is, you know, triggering or whatever. We're just going to go with the flow until we can't anymore. So food and weather, those are our things that we go back to, I think, just to kind of bring us back home. Yeah, always food. Food is comforting. Mm -hmm. Food is life. Yeah. Well, I'm Delta. I'm Eartha. Thanks for joining us on Dish of the Day, and hopefully you're hungry. Get yourself something good. like to get in contact with dish of the day you can email us at dish of the day podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash dish of the day podcast we are also on instagram at dish of the day podcast and our cover art was made by gabriella zaraka you can also follow on instagram at win gabby that's w-i-n-d-c-r-i-e-s-g-a-b-i This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.